You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing, funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I'm your host. And today I have with me somebody who's actually local to me. Her name is Katherine Gunlock. And she is a junior at the University of Montana. She is studying management information systems and marketing. And she runs her own photography business that is geared toward making women feel confident and empowered in a safe environment. Catherine, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be a part of it. Awesome. Thank you. So you guys, you will be able to see on the episode image a picture of Catherine and you can check her out on Instagram and on her website, and we'll let you know where all that stuff resides in a little bit. But she is a gorgeous young model and photographer, and she puts a lot of selfies on her Instagram, but she's so she, she's so human about it, which is like my favorite kind of person. So one of the more recent posts she put on there was a picture of herself in a bodysuit. And the caption was, when your onesie makes your boobs disappear. <laughs> so I, I love that. <laughs> Uh, I love a person who doesn't take themselves too seriously. I definitely pick up that vibe from your website and from your Instagram. But what you do definitely take seriously is bringing out the beauty in your photography clients. And I love that you say that you love to bring out the beauty in others, especially for those who don't always see it in themselves. I think that is amazing. So tell me a little bit about your photography and when that started for you. Oh, goodness. I've been doing photography for as long as I can remember. When I was like four, I think I asked Santa for a camera for Christmas and there was a Barbie disposable camera and it's been love ever since. I've been focusing on women specifically the last couple of years since I got to college. I did modeling for a few years and it kind of made me realize how toxic the industry can be and how women need to support each other and uplift each other and how so many people don't see their own beauty and don't feel confident often because they're torn down by things that you wouldn't expect in photography. So I like going out on shoots and seeing a girl cry afterwards and have her say, I've never felt this beautiful before. Mm. And that's just, that is the thing that makes me feel most passionate and happy about photography. That is amazing. I love that. How do you fit it all into your life? You're, you're a student and you run a photography business. Uh, in the summertime, I pretty consistently do weddings on weekends, but then when the school year hits, just however I can make it work, whether it's getting a shoot in before class or after school or spending my weekends focusing just on that, I just like to try to find a way to in- incorporate it into my everyday life. And when you graduate, what are your plans? Oh, gosh, I don't even know. <laughs> I am so conflicted. I'll either go into data analytics and focus more on the technical side of things, or I would like to find a way to incorporate photography with a marketing degree so I can continue to create and be passionate. Yeah, I think those are great dovetailed interests that you have there. So hopefully you can find something that you absolutely love. Okay, what did I miss about who you are and what you do? Oh, goodness. Well, I'm a full-time dog mom, and my dog is the light of my life. Oh, what's the breed? He is a... German Shepherd Rescue Mutt. They claim that he's a German Shepherd. He is very far from. He is the sweetest, goofiest, clumsiest dog you will ever meet. He is not there (laughs) mentally. He was actually (laughs) abandoned on the side of the road in a box in New Mexico and ended up getting pretty bad heat stroke. So he's just six years old, still working on learning his name. He's a sweetheart. (laughs) 
What is his name? <laughs> he is Zeus. When I got him, his name was Dale. And I'll be honest, Dale fits way better. He is a perfect Dale. I love it. <laughs> We're going to move right into the rapid fire questions, and then we will talk about your not so fancy moments. Okay, number one, what is your love language? Definitely words of affirmation. I think that really shows through my photography too, with wanting to empower people, just having that support system to tell you, hey, you're okay, you're doing well, you're doing better than you think. Don't worry about it. I can see how that would be so amazing as a photographer because, you know, you go to a photo shoot and if the photographer's just kind of quiet or silent and you're like, do these suck? Is this good? Like, how are we doing? I constantly have people laughing at me during photo shoots. You can tell when I like a photo because I'll physically start jumping up and down and shrieking (laughs) a little bit. Oh, that's like, so what cute. is going on? Like, look at this. You have to see this. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, <sighs> that's so fun. <laughs> I love it. Okay. What was your first live concert? The Eagles when I was little with my parents <sighs> and I fell asleep halfway through Hotel California and did not wake <sighs> up the rest of the concert. Oh, how sad. And saying that now, I am absolutely devastated. Back then, I didn't care at all. I didn't know who right. they were. Oh, what a neat memory, though. I love the Eagles. Okay, what is the scariest thing you've ever done for fun? I actually recently took up bridge jumping, and I am terrified of heights. Absolutely terrified. So that has been interesting. It hasn't worked out great. I've already (laughs) gotten a concussion in the past doing it. So it's fun. Bridge jumping is where you just jump off the bridge, or is there a bungee cord involved? No bungee cord, you just free jump. A lot of my friends are much more coordinated than me and they do cool flips and whatnot. And I am not that coordinated. (laughs) You do the foot first pencil dive. Oh yeah, I'm slowly learning. I finally tried my first backflip this week and oh goodness. You're brave. Wow. Okay. Do you name your cars? I definitely do. I had this tradition for the longest time that I gave them all F-sounding names, so Felix, Fernando. Uh, my most recent car, I changed it up and named him Shadow Mirror. He is a completely blacked out truck, and if you play video games at all, you know that Shadow Mirror is the horse that you get in Skyrim when you join the Dark Brotherhood, so okay. it's a little bit nerdy. Love it. That's <laughs> so cute. What is your favorite joke? Oh, why are there barcodes on Norwegian ships? Why? So that when they dock them, they can Scandinavian. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) That's so silly. (laughs) I heard that when I was in Norway this year, and I still laugh every time I hear it. Every time I even think about it, I start giggling to myself. (laughs) I love it. Well, as you know, the point of this podcast is for us to share our not-so-fancy moments so that our listeners feel less alone, and we sort of show how... Sharing these not-so-fancy moments can forge connection. So what do you have for us today? What are some of your not-so-fancy moments? Oh, my goodness. I used to live in Castle Rock, Colorado, and they used to have this thing every summer where a thousand-foot-long slip-and-slide would come to the town. And they have this huge bridge that they would put the slip-and-slide on that you have to have a tube to jump onto when you go down it because it's straight concrete underneath. Well, oh my gosh. if you know me, you know I get distracted very easily. So I got sidetracked <laughs> talking to someone in line. And next thing you know, they're like, oh, it's your turn. You need to go, go, go. So I go running and jumping and I slip and I miss my tube with a running start and just face first into the concrete. And 300 people all in line in unison just all go, ooh. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, ouch. It was hilarious. So I climbed back on my tube, slid down in the bottom. And my friend's waiting for me and she's like, I saw what happened. Are you okay? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Let's go again. Stand up, fall right back over. <gasps> oh no. I was like, maybe I'm done for the day. <laughs> the next one you say is like one of your first photo shoots. Tell me about that. Oh my goodness. It was like a two hour drive down to get to the shoot and the girl had spent so long getting ready and she was so excited and we go to take the first photo and my camera won't shoot. I'm like, what is going on? And I look, no memory card. I'm like, oh gosh, I think I left my entire box of memory cards back at home in Missoula. And yep, I did. So we ran over to the only place down in Hamilton we could think of that might have a memory card. And luckily the Kmart, one of the only Kmarts left in the U.S., happened to have one memory card in stock. Oh, thank goodness. And it ended up working out great. It ended up being one of my favorite photo shoots ever. It was my first time meeting the girl and ended up being one of her bridesmaids in her wedding this summer. So oh. it all turned out, turned out perfectly. Got a best friend out of it and turned into an adventure. What a great success story. Yeah, well, see, th- this is one of those bonding things that I think happens when we aren't perfect in front of each other, right? So mm-hmm. you were like, oh, crap, I did this. And then you, all of a sudden, you guys are a team. Like, how can we solve this? And let's laugh about it together. And that's so sweet. Tell me about a wardrobe malfunction that happened to you when you were modeling on stage. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was 18 and just trying to get into modeling. I, If you knew me at all growing up, was very shy. And I finally booked Denver Fashion Week, which I was so excited for. And it ended up being swimsuit wear. And they were really scared. I was wearing a one piece that had crisscrossing down the middle and they were scared that I would fall out the front of it. So they ended up tying it super tight. So they tied it too tight. And when I was walking down stage, the opposite happened. Instead of falling out the middle, I fell out the sides. So, Oh no. And you just have to keep walking. You're not allowed to stop or anything. You can't look down, breathe through it. And that was my first and last runway experience. I will not do runway again. Oh, so you suddenly felt a cool breeze and you just had to play it off. Uh, I knew, yep, knew exactly what happened. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Got off stage as quickly as possible. They're like, you walked really fast. Yes, I did. Of course I did. You left me vulnerable. <laughs> I'm flapping in the wind out there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. So is that why you decided not to do runway anymore? Or is that just one of those things that you decided you liked some other aspect of modeling better? The entire experience ended up just not being as shiny as they make it seem on the screen. And sure. It just wasn't for me. I really do like modeling for print. I think that really is what taught me a lot of what I know about photography now. Okay. And I think it's a great way to learn, a great way to build confidence in yourself. I was not very confident growing up. And out of modeling changed something for me. It was those words of affirmation saying, oh, you are good enough. That really helped me come out of my shell. And I think modeling really helped me with photography. Huh. How interesting. I can definitely see how that would if you're, you know, being on both sides of the camera. You'd have just a much better understanding. Tell me about a costume malfunction that you had in a high school musical. We did Susical the Musical my sophomore year of high school. And for one of the dances, we did a blacklight dance where everyone had white gloves and then all black robes. And one day we had a children's matinee that had about 300 students that were between second and fourth grade. And someone stepped on my robe. And completely ripped it off in front of the entire group. So 
there I am in my underwear that are glowing against this black light with all you can see is my underwear and my white gloves. And I ran off stage and thank goodness the lights were off. So no one could see my face. So no one at school ever knew it was me, but Oh my goodness. Oh no. I still have nightmares about it. It's been almost a decade. Oh, I bet. Oh my gosh. Was that your last musical theater foray or do you still do musical theater? I did a couple more shows after that. Once I got out of high school, I haven't done any since, but I would happily love to get back into it. I think it's a great way to express yourself. Tell me how that worked out for you being somebody who was pretty shy as a young person. It ended up working out greatly. I think that theater and specifically choir really helped me come out of my shell. Back in high school, I took 11 choir classes ended up being president of choir and just something about being on stage really helped me feel more confident in myself and I think over time that really helped me transfer to my platform on Instagram and helped me in real life to be able to talk to people more easily be able to public speak more easily I'm just a lot more social because of the whole experience that's awesome I think the biggest thing for me was the community that it creates you really Mm -hmm. see that there's a lot of other people out there that might not be the coolest or the most popular, but they're fun to be around. They're quirky. They're just as weird as you. And it creates such a fun environment. I can see that. You have had some not so fancy moments, but it sounds like you have really risen above it. And you're definitely not afraid to still put yourself out there. And one of them ended up in an amazing friendship. So that's so fun. Oh yeah. Life is too short to not take risks. And if you stop and think about how clumsy you are along the way, then you're just going to keep tripping over more bumps. So might as well take it and run. If you were perfect, nobody would like you. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. It's time to talk about what you've been loving lately that you think the listeners might love too. I currently have the biggest addiction to houseplants, and I don't know what caused it, but holy cow, I'm up to almost 30. I just joined a succulent of the month club, which is going to be great, but the house that I live in was built in 1922. I have the worst ventilation in here. It is always so stuffy, and since I have started just covering my house in plants, it's so much easier to breathe. I have asthma, so it helps so much. Yeah. Oxygen production. And they probably, I don't know, they might use some of the moisture from the air. What other kind of houseplants do you like? I just actually planted an herb garden this week. So I'm going to see how that turns out. I love to cook. So I'm really excited for it. Oh, good. So like basil and oregano and cilantro and thyme, parsley. The whole mix. Do you ever go to the farmer's market up here in Missoula? I went last summer when my niece was visiting and it was amazing. I can't believe I haven't been again. Are they still having it? They are. I just went this past weekend. I get all my groceries there. I try to shop local as much as I can. There was amazing bread that we bought there. What I love to do is slice fresh radishes and then slice fresh sourdough bread and then put softened butter on it and then coarse salt and then the sliced radishes. It sounds weird, but it is so good. That's like one of my farmer's market treats. But one of the other things at our farmer's market that I really loved was there was a woman there selling flower arrangements and those flowers Mm -hmm. were so fresh. They lasted so long and they were so affordable. It made me happy for like two straight weeks having these gorgeous flowers on my countertop. There's a scal down from Florence that comes up to the Missoula market and I always get my flowers from her and her 
company's name makes me laugh so much every time. It's called the Agile Goat, and they have a little goat and flower farm. And I just think it's the cutest mix in the world. Just brightens my day every time I see her. The Agile Goat. Okay, is she on Instagram? Because I'm going to have to follow her. She is. And she's such a sweet lady. She always makes sure to ask. Like, I ran into her last December, and she's like, I remember your best friend was pregnant when I saw you. How's your daughter? Like, wow. The oh, fact you remember that. That's so sweet. I'll link to her Instagram profile in the show notes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> do you have a funny or awful or crazy first date story for us? I do. So I had the hugest crush on this senior in high school. And I was probably a sophomore and he was just so handsome. So one day he asked me to a professional basketball game. I lived down in Colorado at the time. So we go up and it's the Nuggets versus the Celtics. And we end up getting eighth row seats. And I'm just so excited. And right before the game starts, they turn on the kiss cam. And they put us on the kiss cam. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. I'm going to get to kiss him. So I look over at him. I'm just like, hi. And he's like, um, so here's the thing. I have a really big crush on your sister. Um, What? And that's why I invited you so I can get some intel on her. So, <gasps> dreams absolutely crushed. It did not work out at all. Gosh. It's been years, and every time I see him to this day, he's like, Hey, how's your sister? Is she single yet? Oh, oh my gosh. What a jerk. Ah. So, and they got that whole awkward moment on the kiss cam. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's a character building moment right there. Sometimes <laughs> I just don't know what to say to my kids other than that right there is character building. You're going to be better for it somehow. I think I just awkwardly laughed in the moment. I didn't know how to react to it. So I just laughed it off. Well, here's what I really want to know. Did you end up giving him any intel on your sister or were you like, sorry, dude, that's not the way we play? Well, I tried that. I was like, hey, my sister has a pretty serious boyfriend. And after that relationship, she got into another she actually just got engaged last month so i hate to break it to this guy but i think he lost his chance it is not gonna happen (laughs) it is not going to happen (laughs) but we still had a great time we enjoyed the rest of the game and ended up winning so it was it was a good night well in a way it kind of takes the pressure off right because dates even if you're really excited about them and and you really like the guy they're sort of nerve-wracking so probably after that point you're like all right i'm just gonna relax and have fun yeah i figured i'm almost into my mid-20s I should have dating down by now. Nope. I still get so flustered every time I always end up spilling something on myself or tripping. (laughs) That's one of the fun things that I like about your Instagram feed is the um, story highlights. I forget what you call it. Not even or nope. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell no. (laughs) All these awful, awkward texts from guys. and Oh, my gosh. It's so cute. (laughs) I get some of the strangest messages. I swear. I feel at this point, I try to avoid anyone that I meet on the internet, which is strange because I meet a lot of my best friends through Instagram, but Mm -hmm. any of the potential date prospects, heck no. I'd rather meet someone in person. One of the really important things about dating that the internet kind of erases is context because if you meet someone in high school, you've been able to see how they behave and how they interact Mm -hmm. with other people and you like, at least you know where they go to school. Or, you know, if somebody sets you up, then that person's obviously highly regarded by the person that set you up and they know them and they know their history. They might know their friends or family. So I just I think it's really scary to date somebody without that kind of context. Mm -hmm. 
I think the biggest issue I have with it is I, in person, am a very funny, outgoing, sarcastic person. But if you know me over messaging, I always have very proper grammar, always (laughs) have periods. I don't use exclamation marks. So when I'm messaging someone, they're like, why is this person being so serious? Like, are you mad at me? No, I swear I'm not. This was meant to be a very funny, friendly message. I did not mean to be mean. I'm so sorry. Oh, so it's just hard to translate your personality into online stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely things can be easily taken out of context when there's no vocal inflection or facial expression. Or, yeah, that's really Exactly. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? The best piece of advice I've ever been given was actually back in my choir days. I was about to go into an audition and I decided I didn't really want to do it. And my teacher said to me, why are you saying no? Because if you don't go, then you're already at the no that you're not letting yourself have. I was like, what do you mm. mean? That's, that just doesn't make sense. He's like, well, if you go in and what's the worst that it can happen? I'm like, I don't get it. He's like, okay, if you don't go in, what's the worst that can happen? I still don't get it. Just had a moment where it clicked. I was like, oh, that's what you mean. Yes. Auditions are really hard. There's a lot of rejection, but but there's so much, I think, strength comes from putting yourself out there and mm-hmm. handling the answer, whether it's a yes or a no, you know, handling it gracefully. That advice really transfers into things outside of auditions as well. Like if I wanted to go to this certain class, what if I fail at it? Oh, what if I don't? What if I do great? What if I don't want to go to the gym? If I don't do a job interview, even down to saying, what if I can't photograph this wedding? Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You don't want to eliminate possibilities before they even have a chance exactly. to turn into anything. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Tell the listeners where they can find you so they can get more Catherine Gunlock. Well, I have way too many social media accounts. So you can find me <laughs> on Instagram as either Catherine CG or Catherine CG Photo. Then I also have my website, which is www.catherinecg.com. I do have a blog on there if you want to learn more about my photography, more about how I think photography empowers people and how it's empowered me, and just more about me in general. You can learn all about Zoots on there as well. I will definitely link to all of those things in the show notes. Catherine, thank you so much for being with me today. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Fancy Free Podcast this week. Wasn't Catherine adorable? She, she despite her self-proclaimed clumsiness, she definitely keeps putting herself out there and trying physical stuff. I can't believe she bridge jumps. That's just so incredible. Make sure you check out the show notes at fancyfreepodcast.com slash episode 69 so that you can grab all the links that we discussed. Next week on the show, we have Jerrica Jack, who is an online dating coach for women in midlife. And she's a somewhat of an online dating ninja. And she has some funny stories related to that and Also, a really funny Halloween costume malfunction story, which is perfectly timed. (laughs) If you want more laughter, connection, and sharing, join us in the Fancy Free Facebook group. It's super fun. We have a question of the week each week, and it's our private little slice of the internet. The question of the week this week is, what is the scariest thing you've ever done for fun? I'd love it if you'd follow the Fancy Free podcast on Instagram and 
Word of mouth is the best way to spread news about podcasts. And I'm wondering if you have a girlfriend that could use a few laughs and would love the fancy free podcast. And if so, if you would tell her about this podcast, that would be awesome. Remember our new segment listener story. So if you're brave enough to go to fancyfreepodcast.com and click the red record button and record a quick little embarrassing story for me, you just might end up on the next episode. Have a great week. And remember, no one is as fancy as they look.